to it now. It's starting. It's happening. It's We're here. Recording. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong sport, dude. They need to bring what? back the NBA on NBC. That uh, wasn't. That yeah, the, but you got to be the, on NBC to have the NBC. Thing. That's so the one the, the NBA back to NBC. <laughs> is it the one that now. was the. Yeah, that's the one. That's, it's the fucking greatest. It's the best. It's the best. It is the best. If you rank like all time sports songs, it's like Monday Night Football. NBC, NBA, and NBC, and then like I don't know, ESPN Baseball Sunday Night. <laughs> um, I have I number really... one is the is the sad injury music on NFL <laughs> on Fox when it's like the piano and it's like and they cut to commercial. That's that's the number one sports theme. Um, for the guy for the NBA one, I was. And I, one of my many, many YouTube rabbit holes that I go on every sure, once sure. in a while, um, I was going through and I found him doing a live uh, concert. And at one point he does the song, but the way the video starts is he had, he walks on with an answering machine in his hand and he's like, this is my home answering machine. Um, whenever I get ideas, I call it. And he was like, I was on vacation That's when so I was, weird. yeah, he was like, I was on vacation when I was given a phone call about making a, a, a score for the NBA on NBC. And he was like, and I was just, I was like, all right, I'll think of some stuff. And he's like, and I was hanging out, something happened. I don't remember the whole thing, but he's like, and I called my house and I left a message and I want to play it for you guys now. And he just puts it up th- to his microphone and it's, it's in fact the, he goes, all right, idea. NBA on NBC. One, two, three, four. Bam, 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 bam. He, just, he, he does the whole thing a cappella, and then they actually play it That's in the great. concert. I love that. Uh, oh, man. All right, y'all. Well, so welcome good. back. This is episode 51 of NBA. Yay. The basketball podcast where every week we attempt to talk basketball shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Uh, Tad is very excited. He's 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 been waiting for this moment. Uh, t- Tad, it's NBA episode 51. A.K.A. the Meta World Peace episode. Yes. Oh. Ooh. Wait, when was he 51? With the Lakers. Yeah. He was 96 with Houston. 51 with the Lakers. Metal World Peace. Was he? I yeah. thought he was 99 with the Lakers. I think he might have changed numbers. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I, you, can, you can fact check. I, me. Yo, oh, you yeah. clearly prepared. Up. Yeah, clearly I think prepared. he did, actually, though. Um, I was very excited about this. That's so. one of the better ones. That's one of the better ones. Yeah, that's pretty great. I, I was actually, I don't know why I was doing this the other day. But, oh, because we were, uh, we were recording Double Yay, and we were trying to figure out, like, the best yeah, year. Yeah, 51. 51. We were trying to figure out the best year of Major League Baseball number one overall pick, NFL number one overall pick, NBA over, over, number one overall pick, and like what was the best of the trios. So like 93 was A-Rod, Drew Bledsoe, and um, Chris Webber. 87 was Ken Griffey Jr., David Robinson, and Vinny Testaverde. And 2012 was like Carlos Correa, Anthony Davis, and Andrew Luck. So those were like kind of the different numbers. So we were looking at different draft picks. And the draft where the Bulls got Metal World Peace was the same draft where we got Jamal Crawford. And I was just like, fuck, man. Like, those are two those are two very, very good serviceable NBA players that we just yeah. couldn't figure out how to turn that into a team. It's just too unfortunate. Anyways, Sad. I digress. <laughs> um, welcome back, y'all. This is your host, Jake Hilas, a.k.a. Jimmy, I can't believe it's not Butler, a.k.a. My Ty Lawson, a.k.a. John... Walleye salmon. <laughs> that, was that was so bad. That was forced. That was forced. Uh, directly in front of me. Introduce yourself, sir. What's up, favorite co-host Tad? Sorry, Nikki. Uh, AKA Mikhail Bridges of Madison County. Oh, <laughs> had that well one for a while. Done. Uh, AKA Mr. Funky Jalen Brown. Oh wow! Well done. I enjoyed well that done. one. Well done. Uh, hello, I'm Nikki Keyles. Good luck following that up. AKA Sam Twinkie, <laughs> who I believe will replace, a.k.a. Brian Calangelato. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While that statement is not true, I do appreciate the puns. Thank I you. thought there was a sneaky collar reference <laughs> there was, coming in there. I really did. I thought, I thought there was a collar reference coming. Uh, should we just like start the podcast with that? Because this topic is like crazy interesting. We talked about it last week on the podcast. Um, so for the listeners who have not been keeping up with NBA Twitter, which if you care about basketball at all, you definitely know this story. My girlfriend knows this story. So, so like, we've been talking about it all day God at work. Damn, I, um, I text Lauren, right? Dude, <laughs> it's just a fascinating story. So I'll just do a quick recap. Um, 
a week and a half ago, Ben Dietrich, who I used to actually really love his podcast that he did with Vice Sports. Um, nonetheless, Ben Dietrich um, released an article on the ringer.com about this potential Twitter scandal um, involving Brian Colangelo, who's the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, as most of you know. Um, ultimately, what happened was is some anonymous guy on Twitter reached out to him, said, hey, I've, I work in AI and I've been monitoring these five accounts. I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I know you are too. And I think that they're all tied together and I think they're tied to Brian Colangelo. So they basically tracked these accounts for months and went back years to look at tweets. And um, long story short, they called out to the uh, Philadelphia 76ers PR team said, hey, Brian, we just want to confirm if any of these are yours. Didn't say all the names of the accounts, just only like three of them. He did confirm that he owned one of them along with his own personal one. And immediately, like an hour after they uh, finished that conversation, the rest of them went uh, inactive or uh, private. So a lot of uh, weird red flags. Uh, ultimately, people started having some speculation. Was it him? Was it Jerry Colangelo? Was it his wife? Turns out it was his wife. Um, so it came out today. The... the uh, Philadelphia 76ers had to hire uh, a crew basically to do some investigation, which is this whole thing is just so fucking weird. Um, but ultimately, today, the Philadelphia 76ers and Brian, Brian Colangelo, uh, quote unquote, parted, parted ways. ways. Um, reactions. They hired a law firm to figure out something that NBA Twitter figured out. Over the <laughs> like they, yeah. How much do you think they paid that law firm? Oh my God. Oh, so man. much fucking money. That's the thing. Like Zach Lowe always makes a joke about, he wants to start a firm where they like help people with GM searches. Cause it's like the, that's like the fucking dumbest job in the world. Like figuring out who's going to be your next or not GM searches. Um, yeah. GM searches. No, head coaching searches. It doesn't fucking matter. Anyways. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Everybody gets hired it over and been. over and over. Just, Billy yeah. King continues Con- to get consultants. work. Consultants. Um, but yeah, it's just like, the whole story is so fucking weird, man. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of, I honestly, I kind of feel bad for Brian Colangelo, especially because it was his wife that was running the accounts. She admitted to it and it was clear that it, it was, it was becoming more clear that it was her because the English is her second language. The grammar and the tweets were a little off and there was a lot of shit involved. The big problem I have with that, you shouldn't feel bad for him. Because how the fuck did his wife learn about all of that insider information of the? Yeah, Sixers? but okay, but here's here's the rebuttal though. Like we are all in relationships. We tell our significant others most things. Maybe not everything, but most things. And if we have trouble at work, shit that stresses us out, who do we go to? Our significant others. You don't think that Brian Colangelo, as a married man, was going to his wife and being like, "This shit stressed me out. Fucking Nerlens Noel is a piece of shit. It's driving me nuts. Markel Fultz, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with that kid." And he's venting. And as a wife. She's doing this now. It was misguided, but she's doing this as a way to protect her husband. It's her, it's her way of somebody who clearly doesn't have a job, just like living on Twitter, also, where people are talking shit about her husband's collars yeah, and going after saying, them and just being loves- like, "Yo, he's got great collars." What was it? Her though? I brought this up to you today. I got a little Norman Bates theory here <laughs> that every oh, okay. night, every night. When Brian Colangelo returned home from the 76ers facility, he was going home. He was dressing up like his wife. (laughs) Drinking a little Italian wine. Going down to his secret basement lair. Getting a little weird. Cracking those fingers, getting on Twitter. And he's like, if I tweet like her too, they'll think it's her for sure. I'll fuck up some words here. I'll misspell some things. I'm going to put a dollar sign behind the 30. You're damn right. That's 100% what happened. Well, you heard it here, guys. I guarantee guarantee no other basketball podcast has this conspiracy theory nobody has it one of a kind prove me wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh man ultimately like i i honestly do feel bad for the guy though i really do because it's like she didn't say anything that was like too too like proprietary information but it was so much so that it was just enough where it was like you can't you can't solidify this relationship going back in the, to the to the to the you know to the team. Like, you think Joel Embiid's gonna be cool with you after all this bullshit? You think Markel Fultz is gonna be like, yeah, I'll play for that guy? Yeah. Like, and it also almost legitimately ruins your ability to get free agents. Like, just it's over. Yeah. Did this did this Twitter guy like really find this out, or has Sam Hinkie been monitoring this for like? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, did you guys watch Game of Zones uh, today? No, so the, I haven't. The finale I, came I out. Got it's halfway through. So it. fucking funny. I haven't had time to watch it. But yet. at the end, they basically hinted that like Hinkie was the anonymous ai guy uh the artificial mm. intelligence guy because uh brian colangelo they call, they called him what do they call him they called him big collar he had these collars <laughs> that were like up to his fucking head like the top of his head and That's they're like amazing they're like yeah uh, an anonymous tweeter was the one that hinted us this and he just fucking yells out hinky <laughs> it's just so funny but um i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't you don't think that like i know when hinky got fired that like 
pretty much everybody that was part of his regime got let go too. But there has to be some fucking people that are still lingering from the the hinky times. And like they loved him, they loved him. You don't think there's at least one person who was in his ear like, "Yo, check this shit out." It yeah. might. I... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that's a possibility. I, I don't, I don't know if it was somebody still in the organization, but. Philly fans love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love him. Yeah. Trust that process, baby. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they love him. And, and so in and all the ignorant ones are going to be clamoring for him to come back. It's just not going to happen, guys. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Will Brian Colangelo get work in the NBA after this? Never. Uh, not a chance. How long? You, he not, he never? might, he'll he be like Danny in... Ferry. Like when Danny Ferry said that racist thing about Luol Deng, like that dude <laughs> will never be a GM ever again, but he still does consulting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to the point that you made earlier, like a lot of these guys, are not hireable, but they do have experience that lends to consulting. So they just fucking, they mentor a GM, a new GM, and they just fucking get yeah. worked that way. Like, that's just, that's just what, like, like, um, like Billy King, same shit. It was just like, oh my God, you know, that guy wasn't a good GM, but he's still Worst. getting consulting work. So it's just like, I don't think the, the, the one thing like Brian Colangelo was a weird story because like, He's basically a rich kid who got an opportunity to be a GM for the yeah. Toronto Raptors, and he kind of just went from he there. He can definitely get work for USA Basketball still. True, yeah, because they won't be affiliated with them at all, and his dad's still very much involved with that. Yeah. Well, they get. you don't think they'll get pushed, especially after what his dad said, well, what Jerry, Jerry said. Dude, Jerry, Jerry was like, I'll oh, sabotage all your relationships he, with He the, came Dude, out like, he might swing, get out bro. quick, too. Like, they might push him out. Jerry's well-respected, though, in the NBA. Like, that's a dude who's been there for a long time. He's put in his work, and, like, that's a guy who, in, in NBA ownership and GM circles and executive circles, that guy's very well-respected. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's... Now, this is... This is just... A, it's another one of those weird situations where he's like, yo, don't fucking slander my son. He had nothing to do with this, which, who knows? But, nonetheless, the whole situation's really weird. The ringers out here getting people fired, though, man. Like, that's fucking crazy to me that they just put this article out a week and a yeah. half ago, and now this dude's job is fucking gone. It's crazy. It's just a fucking crazy story. Um, off season's thunk? already starting. I'm yeah, saying, it's dude. It's just, it's going to be an interesting off season. Off season is. Like, now you look at this, and it's like, does this ruin their potential opportunities to, like, lure free agents? Because now Brett Brown is basically stepping in as, like, the interim yeah, GM the until interim. they find somebody. I have to think that they're going to hire David Griffin. It just makes sense. You don't think they're going to try to go after LeBron? You don't think it makes sense to bring in the former GM of the Cavs who pretty much did whatever LeBron wanted? True. It just adds up. It just fucking makes sense. And people, David Griffin is a very well-respected GM in the league, and he got the short end of the stick in in Cleveland where they were like, yo, we need somebody to blame, and we're not going to do it with the coach because he won us the championship, so you're gone. It's over. See you later, buddy. And But David Griffin is still a very much respected NBA mind as it pertains to executive roles. And it just makes sense that that guy would be the perfect fit for that job. He's, he's, he's handled the highest of high uh, level personalities. He's won a championship. He's built championship caliber teams. They're also though, the Cavs are in the position that they're in because of him, because he let LeBron dictate everything. And so LeBron's like, I have no help. And it's like, bro, you leveraged yourself for Tristan Thompson for J.R. Smith. Like, well, the thing is, is like, that wasn't a, that's not a normal situation in terms of GM, like being a GM, because like in that situation, you're not even thinking about like 10 years down the road. You're thinking, how do I maximize the next seven years of having LeBron? I I, I get that. And I'm throwing all caution to the wind. I'm fucking giving up first round picks for everybody because I need to win now because LeBron is 32. And granted, it doesn't look like he ages at all. And this, this finals is, is clear as day. And as it pertains to that, but you got to maximize your opportunity there. Like all he does is sign one year contracts. You got to maximize every single season. You also don't anticipate, Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Exactly. I guess I really didn't think exactly. about that. Exactly. Like, uh, which yeah. is a good segue. Let's uh, let, let's start talking NBA Finals because this has basically yeah. been what everybody expected. Um, game one was, which which is crazy because we recorded right before game one started last week. Uh-huh. Or like while it was, like, while like the first half was going on. And I predicted off air and on air that they were going to win game one. And boy, was I fucking close. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I fucking close. Can we just talk about JR for a second here? That whole, that whole series at the end there was... Uh, there was a lot that went on there. Yeah. Like a lot. So uh, for the listeners, you may have seen some of the clips that came out after game one during the timeout where LeBron was asking Ty Lue if they had a timeout and he confirmed that they did. So he was pissed off. They didn't call it. And like George Hills just got his head in his t-shirt and like LeBron's not consoling him. And like Tristan Thompson and Jeff Green are trying to tell him everything's cool. And like LeBron is just looking like, like he saw a fucking ghost. And just Kyle like Cor- Kyle Corver's just sitting there going, yeah, guys, come on. 
Dude, do this. Just, Come on, guys. Just really Got positive. One more quarter. Let's go. Really positive. Come on. It just the game one situation, like, and you, Tad and I talked about this off, like, after game one. It's just like that's a pivotal game that changes the entire dynamic of the series if they steal game one in Golden State. It also crushes you to lose that way. Yeah, like it deflates you so much. It's just it's nearly impossible to come back after something like that. It's just yeah, it's emotionally draining. It's like. I mean, you look at how flat they were in overtime. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was over. As well, that's, soon as that game exactly went to was. OT, it was over. Like, against a team like Golden State, you have to be perfect, and you have to be lucky. Yeah. That's the only way you beat that team. In Golden State, especially. All he has to do, throw the ball at the basket. <laughs> like, throw it in the general direction. There's so There's much. There's nothing they, they could do there. other than foul you at that point. George Hill should have made the free throw. Yes. People miss free throws. It Although, is what it is. I even said once they fouled him, I was like, oh. Well, we're watching the game. And I'm like, yo, he does not want to shoot those fucking shots. He got fouled, and I was like, they're going to lose. Because even if he hits both of them, the uh, Warriors still had like (laughs) 5.5 seconds. I mean, at that point, if he hits both of them, they have like seven seconds left, basically. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, there's literally no way. That's an easy play. Like, that's that's the perfect end to uh, a Warriors game where Steph Curry just puts up like a fucking 50-foot shot and just banks it. He does his old sky fucking Uh, routine. Which he did against Kevin Love in game two. Yup. (laughs) Or game three. No, game two. No, game two. Um, But yeah, like, the free throw. People miss free throws. It is what it is. J.R. Smith's clear fucking terrible terrible play um and also the bench not calling a timeout like you yep. have to call a timeout you have to call a timeout in that situation you have five seconds you can any good nba coach any shitty nba coach can draw up an out of bounds play with five seconds left to take to have a shot at winning the game yeah he's so bad he's a bad coach he's so bad he's a bad coach but if you know you have a timeout you call the fucking timeout that, yeah that face now that here's he the thing makes the whole time his face <laughs> amber oh was man we were watching a game last night and amber's like that dude is so ugly I'm like, yeah no he's not he's <laughs> he not, looks, not ugly he looks like a fish out of water he just look, he looks like a <laughs> he does look like a fish out of water um he's a coach out of water. so ultimately game one we lose an ot well Cavs was an ot and squander. We, we lose an OT. Everybody rooting for the bro. Cavaliers. I was I was rooting for rooting for LeBron. First time in my yeah. entire life I root for that guy. Same, Mike. Dude, what a fucking oh god! You just squander one of the greatest games in in, in NBA history. The, and the fucked up thing was uh, the next day, everything was being like he's the sixth player ever to score fifty points in a finals game, but and the then first in, ever to lose. And, and big parentheses bigger than the actual fact first to lose it's like come on 51 point near triple double and you're just gonna squander that like what else could he have done he could have done he couldn't have done anything else he could have been the one that rebounded that ball maybe if he rebounded the ball oh, man. Changed. yeah dude lebron come well, on so the other thing that a lot of people are not talking about i shouldn't say a lot of people aren't talking about because i've heard this on other podcasts but like if jr makes that shot the one person that everybody's talking about is Kevin Durant because he did not box out, yeah, at all. And I have a suspicion that he didn't know what the score was either. Ooh, because if you know you're up by, if you know that the game is tied and you need to secure this rebound, don't you block? Don't you box out? Yeah, you box out. That's you box out. Now, Katie was checked out in game one. Katie was checked out in game one. Like well. he did not play well. No. Um, but ultimately, moving into game two, so game two was just a fucking shellacking. Like. The thing with Golden State is like if you're not up by at least 15 at the half, you you don't have enough of a lead to get nope. comfortable. Like you need to get up and you need to get up fast. Like last year in Game Four when Cleveland scored 137, like that type of shit. You need to get that. You need to get like a fucking 15 to 20 point lead going into halftime to feel even remotely comfortable. Which we can talk about Game Three in a second. You can't but even feel comfortable. Game Two, Katie has a much better game, very efficient game, mm-hmm. and then Steph has a an okay uh an okay first three quarters and then just explodes for fucking finishes with nine three pointers in the game and an nba finals record and hits that fucking ridiculous shot over kevin love which was so stupid yeah it was so good he's incredible man he's incredible it was and it was after that game where you're like i think he locked up mvp he had to i mean two great games game one was solid game two was amazing he's got the storyline he's never won one you know, and two-time then, MVP. He's the leader of the game squad. Game three came around. Yeah, I mean, game game two was fucking boring. And, and game two was so boring. It was That's a bad the game. first the NBA worst. Finals game, I think, in the last, like, several years where I've, like, turned it off at multiple times and then boring. come back and been like, oh, okay, I haven't missed anything. Yeah. It was a boring yeah. game. I ended up watching it after the fact. I didn't even watch it live, and I'm like, eh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sad I missed this. Yeah. Um, and then in game three, 
Steph is pretty much a a no no not a non factor altogether. Yeah, I think he was like over ten or like two for ten from the field throughout the entirety of the game. Was pretty much checked out. Um, but KD had a KD game, man. He did what he did last year during the finals. And I stand by this. If the Warriors don't have KD last year, the Cavaliers win the championship. Oh, I agree with that. That that Cavaliers team was a superior offensive team in comparison to most teams in NBA history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a an all-time great offensive team. No, they weren't great defensively, but like the motherfuckers scored 137 points in a fucking finals game against the Warriors. Yeah. Like that team without KD last year, guaranteed they lose that series. Absolutely lose that series. And yesterday was another game where Kevin Durant won that game for them. He yeah. dropped 41 points. He did everything possible. He was incredibly efficient. He had like 16 rebounds, dude. Dude, he was incredible. Yeah, like he was incredible. Like I mean, he nearly had a triple-double, you know. And then, you know, Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell tripped him like fucking 15 points, man. He was really good yesterday. JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee had a great game. He had eight straight points or something in like the third quarter. Yep. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. JaVale McGee. They, but they figured it out. It's another one of those matchup things where it's like, that's the one thing about the playoffs. The, play, the playoffs are fascinating because JaVale was a, a non-factor in the Rocket Series. Just, yeah. you can't play him. They're, they're playing too small. Like, P.J. Tucker's basically, he was playing the five, the majority of the game. So you can't play JaVale. Yeah. You can barely play Kevon Looney. Now, in this series, Kevon Looney, who was playing against Clint Capella most of the Rocket Series, hasn't played at all. Yeah. yeah. Just hasn't played. Um, It's just, and, and then, yeah, game three yesterday was watching KD do KD things. People got a little crazy with the, like, Oh, Kevin Durant is now as good as LeBron James after this finals last year. No. And he's not. He's clearly not. And this this playoff run, this is bet so like I was too young to really appreciate MJ in his prime, but I was still watching and I do often watch old clips just to kind of appreciate the Hardwood greatness. Classics yeah, you know, I, I watched games to appreciate the classics, but this this stretch, LeBron has now played what, hundred and six straight games? Has not missed a game this entire season. That's a good yeah. point. You know what I mean? And and has basically averaged a 38-point triple-double for the playoffs. He had a triple-double last night, and at one point I was watching that game. It was like towards the end of the game, and I was like, I don't feel like LeBron's done that much. And I looked at the stat line, and I was like, LeBron has a triple-double. The same shit. It's like, it's... He had like he had thirty three, I think like eleven and ten or something like that. And what's sad, like I tried to I, I, at one point, like like earlier this week, admittedly, like was like ah, LeBron might be the goat. Like I started to kind of lean that way a little, <laughs> a little bit. You know, I, I had some nice people, Ju you included, bring me back down to earth. I'm, I'm still I'm firmly back in the MJ camp. But that said. Uh, it's incredible when you watch a guy get a triple double and it's like a pedestrian night and you're like, oh, I expected more. Like yeah. that is insane. This, this whole series, game two, he dropped twenty nine. He had a triple double and everybody's like, yeah, he was okay tonight. He was okay. Yeah. It's like, dude, seriously, twenty nine triple double uh, before game, before game three started. There was a thing that I read that uh, if they only played games three and four, then he would have played exactly the same amount of games that Jordan did this season that he set the record for most points in a playoffs in the playoffs yeah uh and before game three he needed 64 points between those two games to beat him and so he had what 33 yeah I think right so, yeah. so that means he needs 31 yep 32 yeah if he wants to go over yeah if you want to go over no no 64 will put him oh, one put over, him over. Oh, okay so yeah he would need 31 you think he's gonna get 31 in game four oh, i do yeah. i think he's gonna i think he's gonna drop 50 LeBron will go down. LeBron will go down. Guns he's going to go down swinging. If they, if they lose, he's going to go down. Guns he is. Blazing. He is not. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to like let it be a. This is. He's a, not going to let it be a blowout. Like LeBron is going to pull out. And honestly, they can't fucking stop him. Yeah. They can't. If there was any who can. Yeah. They, I mean, they yeah. can't stop him. Remember he when Andre Iguodala won MVP because that he stopped LeBron and Le, LeBron averaged like thirty four a game in so, that series. I'm glad we brought this up because like in that series, the argument was. LeBron with a Kyrie and Kevin Loveless Cavaliers took the Warriors to six games, almost seven games. Mm-hmm. Should he have won MVP of that series? Cause he led the series in points, steals, blocks, rebounds, and assists. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people forget about that series. That was a fucking all time great LeBron series. It was an all time um, great NBA finals. Just in general. Yeah. Like it was a phenomenal series. Uh, that's when, that's why like, you know, year two when, when they win now you're like, Oh, this is like a legitimate, this is a legitimate rivalry now. These yeah. are two great series in a row. And then very number competitive. Th- number three started and then Kevin Durant with ruined Kevin Durant it. <laughs> he just out. ruined it. Um, so here's the question. Is Kevin Durant's the dude that when he walks into the party, half of the party is just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's how I feel because that, of that. I so, love that. I am gonna say that to somebody this weekend. Go for I'm, it. I'm one hundred percent. He's, he's use the guy that. in high school who thought he was way more popular than he was, and in his head was like, "Everybody loves me. I'm like prom king potential." And then deep down, everybody's like, I fucking hate that guy. Oh, that but they're all sucks. nice to his face. Right. Everybody's like, cool with him. Oh, they're like, what's up, Kevin? Kevin? Yo, what's up, buddy? What's up, How you doing, buddy? Good Susie to see you again, away, man. I fucking hate that, that guy. sucks, Do you man. think when he was a little kid, he was the kid that uh, when he was losing in a game of basketball, if that ever happened, he would take the ball home with him? I don't think Kevin Durant has lost a basketball <laughs> game until he got to probably college. I was like, I was in the middle of saying it. I was like, I couldn't actually see yeah, Kevin Durant ridiculous. losing. You know, he's like, you know, he's like eight feet tall and can shoot from like 50 feet away, right? I, he for sure has that temperament. He probably didn't do that because he no. probably didn't lose. No. But like, remember Not that my, like his MySpace or whatever. What was what, no, whatever Black, Black Planet? Planet. Yeah, Black. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see that, it gets me. Every oh, time, man. So looking at the finals as it currently stands, who do we have? If let's just assume it's a sweep, who ends up winning Finals MVP? Does, has Steph, did Steph do enough in Game One and Two to win it, or did Katie's forty point? Because if you look at the point totals, like while Kevin Durant's Game One wasn't great, he still scored twenty two points, and then in Game Two he was great. He had like 20, 28, I think twenty six maybe, yeah. and was very efficient. And then yesterday he just fucking dominated. Like, or if let's say, I mean, if they get swept, LeBron has no chance. But if they win one game and LeBron averages a triple double for the series, is there any case? Like, who's gonna I win think, MVP in this series? I think it's it's. I, I at one point I was like after game one and like halfway through game two I was like I think LeBron could be like win the MVP even if he loses. But I think now after game three, although, again, he did amazing, I think it's just a toss-up on who has a better game between uh, Steph and uh, Kevin Durant. Right. I I just can't see it right now. The one thing about this this Warriors team uh, over the last four years when they've been in the finals, in my opinion, this has been the first time in the last four years where all four of their big guys have all played really well. Mm-hmm. Outside of Steph's game three, Draymond's been incredible defensively, like yeah. rim stopper. I read a stat today that like the Cavs have taken 25 shots in the lane, whereas the Warriors have only taken like 11, but their shooting percentage in the lane is like 32. So like the Warriors are legitimately baiting them to go to the lane on purpose so that they can then have Kevin Durant or JaVale or Draymond back there to stop shit. And they're doing it with success. And clay who got hurt in game one has still been doing clay shit and has been very efficient and and scoring and shooting really well. I don't really give a shit who it goes to if it goes to a Warriors player. Like, I don't (laughs) fucking care. Give it to fucking JaVale McGee. Like, I I don't care. That's my MVP. Uh, But if you, if like, this is such a bullshit cop-out answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I think finals MVP is probably Steve Kerr because like, (laughs) I mean, like it it is, it's a bullshit answer. Like I, I, I know that and I'll admit that, but he, like he's managed these rotations in these games so well. He's played different players like at different times. Like he's, he's like, yeah, it's easy to fucking win when you have four legitimate star players on your team. Right. I'll throw Draymond into that mix. I'll say Dray- Draymond's a well, star player. I was player. reading something on ESPN today where they were making a debate for and against Draymond being a Hall of Famer. It's uh, it's an interesting case. He reminds a lot of people of, of Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a test. That's the case. That's um, the case. But like, uh, who's that cat that uh, Vince Carter undercut in that game? Uh, oh, uh, Patrick oh, McGraw. McGraw. Yeah, McGraw. Yeah. McGraw. He, <laughs> Patty McGraw. He was Country great. Singer. He was great last season. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, as a rookie, and obviously he had an unfortunate injury this year, so hasn't played much. But then Jordan Bell's a rookie, and Jordan Bell's been getting minutes and in, in, in the playoffs in the final series. And Steve Kerr's used him really well. Um, it's just been really impressive to see the rotations and the things that he's changed up against every team in this series and done every single thing right to win, not just this series, I should say, but like in, in the playoffs in general, again, easy to win when you've got four legitimate star players on your team, but I think you got to give him a lot of credit in all honesty. I would like LeBron to win the MVP of this series just because he's been so good. And it it, like, it, it's honestly, I, I think the Raptors series woke a lot of people up to LeBron's greatness. Like I'll, like I said, I'm, I'm still back in the, in the MJ camp. I'm firmly there. But having said that, like the gap isn't as big as a lot of people want to make it. And I would never claim that it was. Yeah. He's, he's firmly cemented at number two. Like it's just not even close. Uh, Some people will, will argue for Kareem and Kareem was amazing. He was, he absolutely was. But LeBron is just like for, for this 
long of a period for this long of a sustained, sustained period just That's to be ridiculous. just this good consistently and just not lose a step. It's just, yeah, it's a testament to how well he takes care of himself and just how smart of a basketball player he is. Do you think he'll make the Hall of Fame? <laughs> LeBron James? Yeah, that correct. The number two best player of all time in all basketball history? Right. That in, guy. In, in Did he go to college? First ballot. He didn't go to college, so that might See, hurt his tough. chances. It's a basketball Hall that's of Fame. True. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> he didn't go to college, well, so that's going to hurt him. He did win for Team USA. That's true. Uh, and that so, helps. so he's got Jerry Colangelo. Right, right, yeah. Right. He's got a lot of Olympic gold medals. Good point. Um, you know, three championships. I think he's got a shot. I'm going to go yeah. out on a limb here. My credibility may Perhaps. be shot, but I'm going to go out on a And also... First ballot, though? LeBron James. Yeah. Yep, number two... Um, Three time, multiple time. You've stated that twice yep. now. That's, yeah, yeah, that's think, the same guy. I yep. think it's it's Has like a lot of Sprite commercials. It's like uh, when, you know how when you play when you play two K and as soon as the season's over, it shows everyone who announced their retirement and then everyone who was inducted to the Hall of Fame. In real life, LeBron James will be like, "All right, guys, I'm retiring. I'm done," and he will get a phone call so he can set up the induction to the Hall of Fame the following <laughs> they're, Friday. They're going to do it on the same night that he announced his retirement. He's yeah. like, I'm announcing my retirement and my Hall of Fame speech on the same time. Yeah. Big thing. Just big thing. Uh, like, he's obviously, that, you know, probably probably a Hall of Famer. Probably. Probably? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, you're fired, Ted. But <laughs> big, big thing here, though, that people are forgetting with, like, the Jordan versus LeBron thing. LeBron didn't play baseball. Stop. Yep, very true. And, um, Jay, you host a baseball podcast. Stop. So, <laughs> stop. What was it called when he chose the decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, two million dollars, the Boys and Girls Club of America. People forget that. Yeah. Don't give a but shit. He could have just donated it. He didn't have to do that shit on TV. He's also going to that's how he's gonna end his career <laughs> with, with an induction. <laughs> <laughs> with the induction. It's a two Ooh, hour two hour special. Two hour special what an asshole. that where he announces his retirement. At the beginning of it, they go through all of his stuff and it ends with him saying goodbye by giving his Hall of Fame induction speech. <laughs> LeBron, call me. I've got an idea. <laughs> Somebody get ESPN edit, on the line right this now. Out. This is... We got to edit this out. Edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> it started off as a joke, but I was like, wait, I'd watch that. <laughs> um, so with that being said, let's just assume that tomorrow's game is the last game of the series. They get swept. Does LeBron come back next year? This is the million dollar question. Because there's going to be a lot of people vying for his services and with good pitches. And I have one team in mind that only a couple people have really mentioned that is the one team that I think people will be like, oh, he went there? Okay, you know what? Let's see what he can do. I just want to hear which one you're thinking of. I... We talked about it earlier. Oh, is he going to Orlando? I don't. He's Ooh. not going to he, Orlando. Is he? Fucking Orlando. <laughs> is he? No, dude. Dude, he can play with Trey Young. Oh, yeah. pass. <laughs> pass. Uh, um, New Orleans would be the one team where I'm like, if he goes to New Orleans, I'm down for that. Damn it. I was about to chime in with that. I'm down for it. Oh, really? There are three realistic destinations that I see for him. LA is not one of them. I disagree, but go ahead. Uh, two realistic destinations, destinations and, and one... Highly unlikely, but potential. Uh, number one, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, which sure. has been widely debated and widely speculated. Sure. LeBron yeah. is looking at schools for his children out there. Mm. His people have been out there, Kobe, allegedly. Kobe did the same thing in Chicago. He never came here. So. Yeah. Kobe tried to get out, though, he for sure a while. Did. He He's, did. He said it on that Shaq and Kobe special, and my fucking heart just, like, <laughs> broke. Uh, all we had to do was give a little dang. That's it. <laughs> that's all we had to do. I think that's... A realistic uh, destination for him. Um, the one that I don't think is all that realistic is Boston. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It yeah. probably won't because you want to keep Kyrie happy, and right. I, I totally get that. However, they have the assets to make it happen. One hundred percent. They have, you know, like it's a it's an attractive destination. He could win there. Um, I think it's probably like it's like a two out of ten. You know, like I, on the, I said yeah. this last week. I don't think that LeBron goes there. However, I don't think that Gordon Hayward makes it past the trade deadline next year. Oh, I doubt it. I very much doubt it. I think I think that if, if really? Kawhi is still in play, I think that they're going to package something up and they're going to say, here's Gordon Hayward. He's an all-star. Here's a pick. Here's another. Here's Jalen Brown. We want Kawhi. I, yeah. Why I not? That's really realistic. Why not? It's crazy. You know what I mean? Or like, yo, shit just goes bad in New Orleans. Hey, Anthony Davis, want to come play with Kyrie? Here's Gordon Hayward, guys. 
Here's Jalen Brown. I don't see that. Ah, dude, you got to give me way more than that for AD. I'm fuck, dude. So you can take Terry Rozier. You can take Jalen. You can take Gordon Hayward. Probably uh, Marcus uh, Smart. You made it. You've made it attractive. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I totally get well, that. I don't think they're gonna be able to bring Marcus Smart back this year. He's gonna be too expensive for them. He already said he's not giving them a hometown discount. My and he earned himself some money. Oh, the he earned, oh, earned money for, for, from a guy who who got hurt during the season. Most people are like, oh, he ain't getting paid this year. To just like destroying the playoffs, uh, he and he's gonna get paid. Deserves. Money. He's he's the one guy during the playoffs who like made himself money. Yeah, he definitely did. For sure, but like, yeah, I mean, with LeBron, I actually, and we talked about this earlier. Like, I think he's, I think he's gonna go back. I really do. This is this this season was the season where they can sit back and say, we really fucked up, we really fucked up, and like Kyrie's gone, but we need to fix this. And LeBron's gonna be like, look, man, we got a lot of expiring contracts, we got a lot of young guys. Let's see what we can do. We'll run it back with Larry Nance and Clarkson. Let's bring Rodney Hood back on a one plus one. Whoever but let's go get, get a fucking that, star. Let's go get Paul George. I say, whoever let's go get Kawhi. Let's go get somebody. Bring back Andrew Wiggins. I think that is that was mine. I I said not going to go get a, Andrew Wiggins. I was not going to say do a chance. sign and trade to to Minnesota. <laughs> not a chance. Cleveland is probably the most likely destination. I don't if think I he had leaves. to guess. I, I don't, don't think, think he, he leaves. leaves. I think, however, if he does leave, Philly aside, New Orleans aside, I think the most attractive destination for him is Houston. And that one that would just make me mad, honestly. You don't you don't want um. A James Harden, LeBron James Harden. <laughs> I just it would it would make me mad to see LeBron James finish up. This this would solidify his like you'll never be the goat conversation if he at the end of his career just decides to like be the marquee guy who's just on a fucking traveling roadshow and just plays for the team that's <laughs> the best that's best suited to not to win the championship. Like if he goes to Houston and signs like a one plus one and then like Chris Paul retires two years later. Yeah, more more than that, but nonetheless, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to see him in in Houston. I really, really don't. I don't either, and I agree with you. I just think that, like, number one, I I don't think he go. I don't think he has any desire to play in the West, and yeah. I I wouldn't either. And I, I, I people are like, oh, LeBron's made it through an easy East every year, but like at this point in his career, like, do you want to go to the West and fight through that playoffs right. every every single year? No, and I, nope. you can't fault a guy for right. that. And the East is just getting stronger. Right, it's only getting stronger. Yep. And so I, I don't think he goes there, but I have to think that he looks at it as an attractive destination because in all honesty, like James Harden's game and Dwayne Wade's game aren't that much different. Uh, Minus the three-point shooting. That's, that's what I was just about to say. I was about to say, that's what I was just about to say is James Harden is a, is yeah. a three-point shooting Dwayne Wade. Yeah. He's good at getting to the rim. You know, he can fill the lane, but like LeBron has a guy like that who he, James Harden can take the ball handling pressure off of him. He can step out. He can shoot. He can get into the lane. He's a natural scorer. He's a fucking terrible defender, but like, <laughs> uh, I just think that that's a good like complimentary player there, and they've got a lot of nice pieces that like would be really beneficial to LeBron. I just don't. I don't see him leaving. I don't see him going to the West. But if I were him, that would be my strongest like considered destination. I mean, I could see it because ultimately, no matter who comes out of the West, like they're they're still going to be better than the best team in the East. Like yeah. even even if Boston puts it all together next year, you're not you're not getting through Golden State yet. And you, if you if Houston, if Houston makes it past Golden State, you're probably not making it past Houston either. I mean, yeah. there's just uh, especially LeBron James led Houston Rockets. Yeah. I don't think they'd have to get rid of too much from what they had this year either to, I mean, to get him. Capel is gone for sure. Well, He's yeah, going, yeah. Somebody's going to pay him this year. Yeah, and it's I not going to be the Rockets. But like, I mean, that aside, like in all honesty, like I I athletic big men are a dime a dozen. Like, I wouldn't hate to see the Bulls pick him up. I'm not going to lie. That'd Spend some money cool. on him. I wouldn't hate Mo that. Bamba. Nah, Mo Bamba. Mo is not going to get to us. Hell no, he's not. Um, Good. You don't want him. <laughs> I have an, I have another hot take on the Warriors. But he ran he ran the three quarter sprints faster than Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, and Allen Iverson. During you guys should combine. definitely draft Mo Bamba. Shut My up. mind has Shut been up. changed. <laughs> um, I have a hot take on Golden State because this has been coming up in a lot of stories recently. And CJ McCollum even tweeted something last night where um, as much as Golden State, like the fans and the team loves KD, they don't they don't love him nearly as much as the, their guys, the guys that they drafted. Yeah. So he's just kind of like a guest in Golden State. And I think that next year after his contract is up, I think KD's gone. I think he's gone too. And I, yeah. I think he's going to go – I don't know if he's going to go to a small market team or a big market team, but I think he thought that by winning a championship he would earn some respect from his peers, and he did because he was clearly the best player on the floor last year, and if they didn't have him, they would have lost. Yeah. However, the overall consensus is 
you did something even worse than LeBron did, and you joined the best team in the league that was already established and just was their their fourth player, basically. Um, I think he goes somewhere like New York or, or or somewhere like that where he can go back to being the guy, like the number one in guy. In New York? Think about him going him, to the Knicks and playing with Chris Dabbs. Chris Dabbs, Frankie Smokes, maybe well, Trey Young. Yeah, probably Trey Young. They're going to figure out a way to get him. Well, you didn't, no. you didn't hear? Great. Frankie Smokes is 6'6 six, six now. Did he grow? He grew. He's 6'6 he, he six, six now. Young. So Ooh, now, favorite topic of the off season: which NBA players got taller? Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that. Well, Every he already has. Year. I would, he's, I would not six, listen six, to that episode. And I think he and has. I'd be, a, I'd be on it. And I wouldn't listen. I to that think episode. he has like a full on <laughs> seven foot reach now. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a young kid. Yeah. Um, that's that's your two guard right there. It is. It's funny that you say that though about KD because like there's always been something about him playing on the Warriors that I've like kind of felt is off. Um, obviously, you know, beside the fact that he went to a team that he was a game away from eliminating right. in the Western Conference Finals two years ago or three years ago, whatever. Um, but like I've always kind of been like, ah, there's like just something like he just doesn't. I just don't feel like he fits. And like the point that you just made about like they don't love him like they love everybody else is like. Nam- like hammered meat nail. Like, dude, like, say, that, CJ McCollum yeah. tweeted that last night during the game. Like, he's like, they don't love him like they love Steph, and I wish, I wish I could watch him play somewhere else. And I think he feels that way too. And that if there's anybody so... who's like, if there's anybody whose ear is close to the ground in terms of what's going on in the NBA, it's an NBA player yeah. <laughs> and a good lie. one at that. I really like like CJ McCollum's Twitter. <laughs> he's, he's one he's, of my favorite he's great. players. He's, and I love, good. he's a great. Twitter he's a great follow. personality. Yeah. His podcast is meh, but you know, otherwise. Um, yeah, he's an interesting yeah. follow. And, he's and a good dude. Damian Lillard is a great Instagram follow. That's true. He's pretty solid. He, he's got a baby that is so fucking adorable. <laughs> and he also, I really like Damian Lillard's shoes. Um, I was going to say something. Until I forgot. Full stop. Anyways. Hey, I've got something to say. The Warriors are up 3-0, but most importantly, they won on the road, which means Taco Bell will be giving away tacos on June 13th. Make sure you maybe make sure you pick those up people. That was incredible delivery. <laughs> I'm telling it. you man, call Taco Bell and be like, "Yo, let me be your spokesman." I got this. That was that was good. I'm sold. Good. I mean, I wanted the fucking tacos he anyway, but like I'm, like I'm, I'm absolutely going to go I'm 100% on Well, cuz that's how they do it after the World Series when someone steals uh, a base you also get a free taco and it and as soon as it happens it, it, as soon as it cuts the commercial there's a little guy that's like guess what america <laughs> because francisco lindor stole second <laughs> during the world series you get free tacos and then it shows a bunch of people like yay hashtag free tacos <laughs> which and, i mean i imagine most people are like, they were yay, they were definitely yeah, oh, like that, there are people tacos. around the world doing that yeah. tacos are great uh, a couple more topics before we wrap up today just some kind of smaller topics uh topic number one it uh came out yesterday that the NBA referees are creating a Twitter account to engage with NBA fans on Twitter and answer questions related to calls. Is this the worst idea in the history of basketball? One week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, that's a fair assumption. Honestly, that I'm I am being generous. Dude, people are gonna flood that there is gonna be profanity. There's it's gonna, gonna be, gonna be memes. It's gonna There's be gonna so be, bad. It's gonna and like, be awful. Twitter, if you were gonna do that anywhere do it on Facebook because Twitter is the it's the meanest people yeah. on the face of also, the internet. Also, real quick, if anyone's good with uh, computers and stuff, can you make sure to record everything that's posted on that Twitter account? Everything they say, everything that's said to them. I can't wait to the first time where somebody answers a call in one way and then somebody answers it in a different way and they screenshot the previous answer. Yeah. Like, no, asshole, you said this before, you jackass. Yeah. Um, I saw my boy Mark Davis's picture on there. Love to see him. Even though people hate him, he's still my guy. Hope Elijah's doing well. Um, anyways. I can't get over the fact that you called people on Twitter the meanest people on the internet. They are. Fucking, They're the fucking that's worst. That's a fucking truest statement. Twitter people are awful. Is. I am an asshole on Twitter. I will straight up come at you on Twitter. Twitter? I have no fear because I am safely behind my phone screen. And you can see my face and you know where I live. But, bruh, come to Chicago, try to find me. There's 2.7 million people here. <laughs> Twitter's the worst, dude. Like, if you're going to do that, like, do it on Facebook, do it on Reddit. Yeah. Eh, Reddit might not be great either, but. Nah. Twitter's Twitter's just a bad call. Uh, I definitely follow those motherfuckers. Though. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I might have to do a mobile notification on that. <laughs> I gotta see what people are saying. I need to know. I need to know. It's very exciting just news. The worst idea. Um, while that news is quite exciting, um, the most exciting news. And Nikki, I'm gonna let you in. I'm gonna let you introduce this topic because I think this was yours, right? I'm assuming so. Does it have to do with another famous 
number 51 wearing player? It, it does, actually. Yeah. Yes, it does. It Another does. famous number 51 player is Boban Marjanovic. Sure. He has just been casted in John Wick 3. Yo, let's go. I love it. Uh, that dude's going to be famous. Along I love with, Boban. He's, he's also... Uh, he's hilarious. Other people who got are going to be on there, Halle Berry, Jason Manzoukas. I'm less interested. Uh, in you're less interested? <laughs> than Boban? Yeah, I'm less interested. <laughs> yeah, Halle Berry doesn't move the needle for me like she used to. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I love Jason Manzoukas, but... Yeah, who the no. hell is Jason Manzoukas? Why do I not know mm, that name? You ever watched The League? He's Rafi. Oh, uh, okay. Bam. Yeah. I'm a big movie guy, um, so I'm a little ashamed to know that I did not know who that person was. That's all right. That's all right, man. It's fine. He doesn't it's do cool. a lot of movie work. He does a lot of t- Mostly television. TV. Mostly TV. Uh, but he's There's amazing. A lot of cool stuff on that television. <laughs> <laughs> Including basketball. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Boban. Boban's going to... They don't have any details of what he's doing. His agent's not releasing anything, and the... Uh, Producers behind John Wick Three aren't releasing he's anything. He's definitely going to be a bad guy. I or he's going to be like you guys have both seen. Used to have. Have you seen the newest Avengers? No. Oh, <laughs> he's going to be Peter Dinklage's character, Avengers, <laughs> but making guns for John Wick. I like that. I like the idea of Boban being like the friendly giant. Yeah, but who also just like builds kicks the shit out just, of somebody, just, like fucking weapons yeah. of destruction. Popular opinion. Those John Wick movies are fucking. They're dope. amazing. They're, they're so dope. good. They're so good. I fucking love those. The movies. last one was was crazy, but uh, yeah, the first one was fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. I am a huge, huge Keanu Reeves guy. I've mm. never been a Keanu guy. I like him as a dude. Amber's brother knows him pretty well. Um, he says he's literally one of the nicest guys ever, and that's all I've ever heard about him. Yeah. John Wick changed my opinion on him as an actor. I was like, all right, now I'm into this. Wait, you're not. He's a... like, he's like a legitimate jujitsu guy. He's a, yep. bi- he's really big into jujitsu. He, he trains with John Jock uh, Machado, and like, he's really big into it. He trains a lot, and he takes care of himself, and it's fucking. He's it's fucking it's you, super entertaining. Were you not sold by the Lake House? Somehow, the Lake House did not do it for me. What? Okay, have y'all ever seen the replacements? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the movie. That's the movie. We're like, yo, I'm gonna be Keanu honest with you. That is my favorite sports movie. Wow. I love that. Is my favorite sport. Orlando that, Jones is amazing, dude. When that that's movie. on TBS, for good. my money, it doesn't and get John any better. John Favreau is great in that movie. You always forget his John Favreau. Everybody's good. Gene Hackman's in that movie. I know. Who's the Gene British Hackman as an Academy Award? Who's the British guy? Uh, the kicker. I know. I don't know his name. It's like Rice Ethan or yeah, whatever, right? Like yeah, he's amazing. Weird name, and the fucking. The two black dudes are hilarious. Yeah, and then the uh, Roy from The Office plays a deaf guy. Oh, that's, oh, right. that's right. He does. Yeah, He's a tight end. I always forget yep. that until I see that movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's fucking Roy. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, dude. And the uh, fucking uh, the Japanese. I also dude. watch that movie probably yeah. once every like I watch it on like a quarterly basis. <laughs> well, so. it's on TBS every other day, so you can watch it so easily. I also own it on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so unnecessary in all honesty if i could borrow that dvd that'd be great (laughs) i bought it on dvd like a long time ago and it came out on blu-ray when blu-ray was like first kind of that thing and i was like i fucking have to have this on blu-ray too (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing jesus um so yeah i guess the topic that i want to discuss is we had to look at other nba players past or present um who would make the best movie villain in terms of NBA players, um, I feel like um, Vladi Divac could play like a good kind of villain character, sort of like the big. He he would be like Jaws in a, in a double <laughs> of seven movie. <laughs> Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac would be a great Bond villain. Yeah, just the be a best Bond, Bond villain because yeah. he already has the cigarette smoking down. He does that all the time, dude. Um, that guy just his... rips him. He probably ripped him at halftime when he was playing the NBA. Absolutely, like, the guy was just burning heaters. Absolutely, in the locker. <laughs> so smoking a cigarette, <laughs> drinking vodka. He's like, "Are we we ready to go? Uh, oh, okay, cool. Hold on, let me <laughs> let me just let me top myself off real quick. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> I wonder, like plus or minus. In his NBA career, forty times where Vladi played drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go over. Yeah, over, yeah, sure. yeah, I over, want over, hundred percent. Sure. <laughs> he played. He played in the 1980s for the fucking LA Lakers. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, he was having a great ass time. And then he went to Charlie's. Like, there's nothing else to do here. I yeah. have to drink. Oh man, <laughs> that was my Vladi. That was a pretty good Vladi. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Vladi's a good one. Draymond feels a little too obvious, but I feel like that one's a good one. Yeah, Draymond's like he's he's like your. 
like your henchman, like your lead henchman. Right. He uh, dies towards uh, like the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, I also was going to say uh, Charles Barkley is like the kind of like goofy character that gives you something. He's like, Whoa, what the hell are you doing around over here? Huh? I, oh, feel here like, go. I feel like Ricky Rubio, especially Man Bun Ricky Rubio, would be like the, the main character. He would be like the the villain where you're like, this guy doesn't look like he can hurt anybody, but he's just like a fucking kung fu master. <laughs> <laughs> and he just beats the shit. And he's just like maniacal. And he's like a genius. Kevin Garnett is like your, like your wise, like old instructor who like <laughs> you're in a tight spot and like you call on him to to help you out and he's like, no, right. I've been out the game too right. long. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's like Black Harvey Keitel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shaq is uh, the sumo wrestler because every kung fu movie has a sumo wrestler in it for some reason, all the time. Bloodsport is the first one that I thought of. There's a sumo wrestler in that one for some reason, all the time. It's a good thing we're Check. recording this. This is a million dollar idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now. This is a million dollar idea. I think Vladi Divac's probably the best answer here. Though, right? pretty, Vladi's pretty Divac's solid. Good. I feel like all Eastern European NBA basketball yeah. players would be great. Yeah, Pedro Stojakovic Page just kind of popped in. Yeah, like that's a Ooh, Andre Karolenko. Ooh, Andre Karolenko Ooh. would be great, dude. Like if they did like Rocky, he could be Dolph Lundgren's character. <laughs> yeah. He could be Drago. Uh, you know, basically who, is Drago. really quick though. You know who couldn't be the villain? Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki can never be a villain. Just you not. Know. Doesn't have the villain face. Dirk Nowitzki is the guy that owns the like corner store in Frozen that goes you, you. That's Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. You. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Historically speaking, I'm trying to think of somebody historical. I feel like James oh, Worthy would be um, a good, like a, in like a black exploitation movie. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in that Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, that was um, pretty cool. It was weird. It made yeah. no fucking it made no fucking sense. No, I was gonna say, um, oh shit, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Um, John Matt, Starks. Bill, uh, I was gonna say Bill Ambeer. Bill Ambeer. Bill Ambeer was like a real life bad guy though, so it's hard for it's yeah. like hard for me to see him as like a fake bad guy because he was just so good at being a real life bad oh, guy. Oh, Bill Walton is for sure the like your your sensei. He's oh, your that's a better answer than Kevin Garnett. Yeah. I like that more. Sorry, no, no, Kevin, no, you're no, out no, the no. movie. Bill Walton no, is whimsical. Kevin's the guy that Bill Walton says you need to go get his assistance, Ooh. and then Bill and Kevin Garnett's like, "No, nah, I'm fucking out the game," just yeah. like you said. Mm, I like oh, that. we're writing this whole thing, but who who's I our just, main character? I just had a good one, and I. For the fucking life of me, can't. Oh, Magic Johnson would be. Hold on, Magic Johnson would be the perfect Bond villain because in the old like campy like Sean Connery like Roger Moore Bond movies, the villain always has to like monologue and like mm-hmm. give you his plan and then like give you time to escape. If you follow Magic Johnson on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Now he I tweet, get it. He tweets things like, if the Lakers score more points tonight. We gonna win. <laughs> like, that's a very astute observation, Magic Johnson. He once tweeted my favorite tweet that I've ever seen from him was uh, he. If for people that don't know, he's part of the ownership group of the LA Dodgers, um, and he tweeted out, "Dodgers fans, I know the team has been struggling, but once our hitting and pitching comes around, we're poised to have a great season." I was like, "Oh shit, man! <laughs> the Dodgers are gonna be good." <laughs> That's a very astute observation there, Magic. Um, God, I can't think of anybody else. There's got to be some, I feel like I'm missing an obvious one. I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Dude, oh, Jordan. Matt Barnes would be such a great uh, bad guy in like a fucking like thug-ass gangbanger movie. Oh, yeah. Like he yeah. would be like the, the drug dealer who's like a um, straight murderer. He's a drug dealer. He's a murderer. And then Baron Davis is the cool drug dealer. That's true. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you got to go to Baron. Yeah. He's the best. Baron's the cool guy. He's the one that wants to hang out after he yeah. sells Baron baby. Davis is Derek Fisher's brother <laughs> who Matt Barnes murdered in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like these revenge film ideas. These are great. Uh, what up, it? Hollywood? What uh, We have one more topic, right? Uh, maybe. Oh, 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 2K. LeBron's going to be on 2K19. 2K. It's the 20-year anniversary, right? Uh, yeah. 20-year anniversary. anniversary. I don't love... I don't hate that LeBron's on the cover. I don't care about that. I don't love that they got, like, goat behind him. Oh, all the words. And, uh, and an actual goat. <laughs> yeah. And like, here's the thing, man. Like, you hit me with 2K11 with Jordan on the cover, and 
you gave me all the Jordan challenge moments for those of you who've never played oh, NBA 2K11. Jordan was on the cover. You got to like relive all his moments, like when he scored 63 and and like winning the NBA in the 91 finals over the Showtime Lakers, that kind of thing. Uh, and so you gave me all these Jordan moments, and honestly, I felt like 2K11 was a little bit of a ploy to be like, yo, kids who don't remember Michael, this guy was the fucking greatest of all time, and we want you to we want to make sure that you you know that. Uh, and then you hit me with this LeBron cover and you're like, oh, he's the goat. And it's like, eh, he's not like you can make the case. I get it. I tried to earlier this week, uh, was shot down very quickly by hard. several people. Hard. Uh, hard. So hard. Yeah. You um, live in the wrong city, dude. Yeah. You want to make that argument? Go to fucking LA. Or to, or to Cleveland. <laughs> or you can go to Cleveland. You know, they'll, they'll take you. I'm going there this weekend, actually. Oh, I'm sure they'll love nice. your take on LeBron. I'm going to game four. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to game four. I'm, I'm absolutely not. I, I can, you, my broke ass can't afford that. <laughs> Um, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up? Uh, Big topics, little topics. Oh, hey, Draft is coming up soon. If if the photo that they're using is what they are going to use for the th- the actual cover, I'm happy that 2K is you know hedging their losses and not putting a jersey on this year because he's, you can't see you yeah, only see his head. Did that with Kyrie last year, Kyrie, and then also <laughs> the year before that it was. Um, Oh, it was Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah, that's right. Who demanded to be, and the one before that was Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's right. Who was like, and now I'm with the Warriors. So yeah. every year, shit like that happens. <laughs> so I mean, they did have a three year streak where the guy on the cover ended up getting traded. Ended up leaving. Or leaving um, yeah. yeah, so that's, I was like, well, all right. <laughs> they made sure to, can't fuck up if you don't ever see the jersey. If they do put a jersey on him, they should also, like, when you open the cover up, <clears throat> there should be like inserts so you can just put them in there <laughs> just, just any team just any team you just put just it on like, there treat LeBron like a paper like, doll I would use the magic one even if he didn't go there and I would like I would look at it every night before I go to sleep and I'd be like I love you LeBron thanks for coming to Orlando I, I think that would be like because you know you can get those like gold oh. packages and shit that's that's the platinum package it's like you get to have every team so that means no matter where you live LeBron <laughs> plays for you it's like yay <laughs> oh, man. if you get the super platinum we'll even include the Vancouver Grizzlies and Seattle Supersonics <laughs> That's great. That's good. I want to say one thing just real quick. This is completely, this is not on topic, but it's just a thought that I had yep. just now. Welcome to NBA. And I just yeah. want to put it out there. When I was a sophomore in college, uh, that was the time that uh, teams were, or the Denver Nuggets were shopping Carmelo Anthony. And he ultimately went, obviously, to the New York Knicks. At one point, the Magic were rumored to be putting together an attractive package to get him from Denver. I was talking about this with one of my college roommates my sophomore year. Shout out Matt Gaten's current assistant coach at uh, Auburn University. Former uh, cool. NBA Europe player, NBA Euro League player. Um, so little little ties to basketball there. He <laughs> actually played for the Orlando Magic Summer League team one year. So shout out Matt. Uh, nice. But anyway, we were talking about it and I was like, dude, honestly, I don't want him. I have I don't want him in Orlando and he stormed out of the room was like dude Tad you say the dumbest fucking shit <laughs> and all I have to say is who the fuck laughing now Matt Carmelo Anthony is busted <laughs> but at that time he would have been paired with Dwight right I dude, think so yeah but he doesn't play well with others he doesn't he I, plays car- the way Carmelo's going to play. He shoots long twos and he bricks long threes. I think the best season he had in New York was when Amari was there. I think he probably would have had more success with a young Dwight who was healthy. That's all I'll say. Mic drop. Mike, well, we'll never know, will we? <laughs> I was just thinking about it because I was thinking about superstars that like I've wanted to go to Orlando and Carmelo Anthony has never been one of them. Hmm. Um, I also just know that like unless we draft somebody, like it just ain't happening. It's not happening. There's just, sometimes when you draft no, them, they nobody leave. cares about being in a tax bracket where their their income is not taxed. I've don't care. never been to Orlando, as has been covered previously on this podcast, <laughs> and so I will be fully honest with you. Outside of going to Disney World. I have zero desire to go there. So hey, you can go to Universal Studios. Yeah, or watch a magic game. Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yo, I watch the magic when they come here. <laughs> like, I watch. I go to every Bulls magic game when they come here. So I get my uh, two times a year. Right? I get to enjoy them. Honestly, uh, the last three times. No, that's not true. 
the last game they lost by like nine, but the three times prior to that, I watched Orlando lose here by more than twenty points. <laughs> oh, sh- do not, yo! Literally, don't ever step foot in Orlando. Please, oh for the love of God, God. For, for the rest of the Magic fans that are actually from Orlando, oh, do not step foot in Orlando people. ever. The twelve other, the twelve, the 12 <laughs> others of us. The There's reti- literally dozens of right. us. <laughs> Our Orlando Magic shout out. I spend a lot of time on there. I don't post very often, but there's like ten people that are active in that stuff. Right? And honestly, it's really sad. Like somebody posts a thread, and I'm like, oh, there's forty comments. I go in there it's like the same 10 like, ah, <laughs> oh man anyways uh let's do some plugs and let's wrap this shit up nikki uh anything to plug uh yeah you can follow me on twitter and on the instagram uh at nikki palooza uh also if you're in the chicagoland area this sunday june 10th from 6 to seven thirty, i have a sh- two shows at comedy sports in chicago and then from eight to nine i've got one show at the io theater Go and watch it. Solid plug. Thanks. Tad, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. You can also follow me on Instagram at Tad dot hall. Uh, I will also be at uh, in Cleveland uh, this weekend. So if you're at the Lakefront Brewery, I think it's called, <laughs> come by, say hello. I'm signing autographs. I'll be there all day. So uh, come check me out. <laughs> I can guarantee you that's signing autographs. <laughs> If somebody uh, wanted my autograph, I'd sign the fucking thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, as would I. Um, don't forget, guys, you should uh, definitely rate and review uh, the podcast if you uh, wouldn't mind doing so. It helps other people find the podcast. And also, don't forget to subscribe. If this is your first time listening, thank you. And if you've listened many times before, thanks again. Um, yeah, you can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. So, um, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye.